joining us in studio, the grandson of former Prime Minister and father of the nation, Veer Cornwall Bird. Yes, uh, he is joining us in studio, Veer Bird III of the Antigua Barbuda True Labour Party. And we're going to be having a conversation about the Antigua Labour Party, the Antigua Barbuda Labour Party's five years in office. All right, Weber III, good morning. We'll good morning, Darren. Good morning, Antigua and Barbuda. It is a pleasure to be here, especially mm. an Observer AM. All right, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Now, you had an opportunity to look at the uh, list of accomplishments, and you see uh, that you're getting a, a bit of a history lesson uh, about the Antigua Barbuda Labour Party and uh, in terms of its origins and the celebration of 75 years. But you have a particular concern about that. You think that they're not entirely um, on all fours with the facts. Yes, uh, it says it's a fact sheet, but they, they start off the first sentence by saying a short history. The Antigua Barbuda Labour Party marked its 75 year, 70, 75th birthday on September 23rd, 2018. There's no way that could happen because party politics only came in in the late 60s. So them saying that they have been around as a party fighting elections since the 1940s is a blatant lie. That was the union versus the colonials. And all Antiguans, for the most part, were with the unions because we were fighting our colonial masters. Then there were some who were neutral and there were some who probably even sided with the colonials. But it was two organizations, mm -hmm. the syndicate and the union. Okay. And you can even say that all of us have come out of that organization, um, the, the PLM, the ACLM, all of us were fighting mm -hmm. against the colonial masters. Right. So I don't know how you're gonna say you're celebrating 75 years of existence when the union has its own constitution, and that is a friendly society that came into existence on the 16th of January, 1939. And ABLP, ALP, has their own constitution in the late 60s, but you're saying you came into existence before party politics? That's a blatant, they start off this fact sheet with a blatant lie. I just want the Antigua and Barbie, the people to be aware of that. Be careful with these people, it sounds like Max Hurst wrote this. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly along, except for three election cycles suffered in 1971, 2004, and 2009, the ABLP was successful in 1946, right? So that's going back. Lies. No? What's not true about that? 46? Yeah, they say 1946. There uh, were no political 1951, parties. 1951, 1956, 1960, and they come right down to, of course, most recently in the, 2018. The first general election that was fought with party politics was 1971. I think they had some by-elections before that, mm -hmm. right? But I believe even before PLM, there was the ADM Antigua Democratic Movement. That was Robert Hall's party, mm -hmm. right? So come in to say that you are fighting... Um, um, a general election or... Well, it may not have been called Labour Party, but would it not have been the, what's the word, the progenitor of the Labour Party? Or but then the, if, if you say you, you, you have your origins mm -hmm. in another organization, fine, but when you say you have 75 years, you're, you're celebrating your birthday, there was no Labour Party then. You had no constitution. So how are you going to be <coughs> there when you don't exist on paper? All right. Max has may argue. I'm just. He's going to always come up with some, some he, lie. He may he can't help himself. But listen, the point is the institution that is the Labour Party is like a bedrock. Sort of like the Republican Party in the United States. The party of. So the PLM can also. People from PLM right. can also say back in 44 <laughs> they were fighting in this political action committee also. But in terms of it being a successful electoral machine, would you agree with that, that the Labour Party... No, I would agree that the Political Action Committee and the ATNLU has, has mm -hmm. fought several elections before 71 and have been successful. Okay. Right? That is, that is a better clarification of what took place back then. You cannot claim something when you are not in existence. 
And if you're going to claim it, that should not be ALP. That needs to be all PLM and, and all other organizations where the people left that political action committee and formed their own political party. So what he is claiming as solely theirs should be claimed by all political activists at the time. Okay. George Waters in there, so PLM should be claiming that too. That is part of the heritage of us versus the colonials. So even something that could unite the people of Antigua and that we fought and were successful against the colonials, they have claimed that it's theirs. Mm. Other political organizations came out of the political action committee, so they can claim that their birthday was in 1943 also. Right. You understand where I'm coming from? I do Because they're tracing their sources mm -hmm. from where their origins from the political action committee. So I don't see why they, they just want to hug everything. Okay. Mm. As far as the Labour Party is concerned, though, um, do you think that the time may come sometime in the future for the true Labour Party and the Antigua Barbuda Labour Party to talk again? Have you had any recent discussions at all with the Antigua Barbuda Labour Party? I, I have no interest, personally. I don't believe no. anybody who is in my organization has any interest to go there. Been there, done that, tried it, wore the T-shirt, got rid of it. Hmm. I have no interest in that. You moved on in life. You move on to bigger and better things. You look at how we have evolved into a better, decent but human beings say, and organization. that you're a party that you have no seat in parliament, you have very few supporters, you mm -hmm. really have no clout. So okay. I might even question the fact that I have you on as a guest, and I've, I, and as I have in the past. So how would you respond to those critics? I don't respond. They have their opinion. That's a democratic exercise. It's what we fight for, for them to actually have their their criticisms of us, mm -hmm. as in me and Charlene, the rest of us, whatever they say, go continue, continue saying. We have so our the plans and we focus. And, and well? Yeah, we're focusing and we're doing what we have to do. We have plans that we are trying to execute, and we, you will see them when the time comes. Okay. Tell you what, we're actually here to talk about the record of the Antigua Barbuda Labour Party, so let's get straight to it. What do you consider to be their most important or significant? contribution since they've been in office or should i say the most significant accomplishment remember when they they banned the plastic bags yes in the supermarkets right that i think is gaston brown's um biggest contribution in politics he banned plastic bags from the supermarkets and we all have those reusable plastic bags to sum up his whole five years why we don't do, we don't do use, use that pardon me where do you where do you cite that as his biggest accomplishment because everything else that has been said in this fact sheet has altered the facts mm -hmm. of what actually transpired. Okay, so, so let's I, the only one I can say they banned plastic bags, and we don't. You go. I know I don't go to the supermarket and use, and they give me a plastic bag that you throw away after. Mm -hmm. So I think that one, without a doubt, you so can you say that was an environmentally responsible thing to do. So you, you applaud the minister. Yes, we, we, we know we no longer. Um, have plastic bags in the supermarket. We just use the reusable ones now. Okay, fair enough. What about the rescue of the ABIB? The rescue of the Antigua Barbuda Investment Bank depositors' money without any disruption in the banking system. They've touted this as their most significant accomplishment, the resolution of that. Um, you don't think that that's fair for them to I, I believe they can tout that, but I do also believe that you have to look at it from my perspective is that if you are saying that you secured the depositors and you secured jobs by not letting the bank crash. Mm -hmm. Fine. But then I think they dropped the ball in that the buck stops with the shareholders. The shareholders are the ones who are responsible for all that debt. And I do believe that the government should not have left the taxpayers of Antigua and Barbuda carrying all that debt without some money coming in from the shareholders. They should have gone and 
taking money from them or taking land from them because that is where the box stops. They get the profits. They also are supposed to get the liabilities of the how bank. How would you go after the shareholders? Legally, you're a lawyer, you're a trained lawyer. But how that is what it is. How, you're, do you, how do you go after them? You are a shareholder in the amount of shares you own. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for the debt. Remember, the, the, the debt doesn't stop with the directors. You know, that's limited liability. You can't go after a director. But the, the, somebody has to pay the debt. And I'm saying the shareholders, I'm not saying you're going to have to break them and, and leave them impoverished. But I do believe that they should have gone after some of the money for the, the taxpayers of Antigua and Barbara should not be burdened with all that debt because they made bad decisions. As shareholders, they ought to have called annual shareholders meetings. I've heard several people get in the radio who say their shareholders said they don't even know when a shareholders, if a shareholders meeting has ever been called. That is not on the directors. That is on the shareholders to compel them to do that. And because that hasn't been done, the taxpayers once again get stuck with this debt. That should have been, some of, of that debt should have been written off by the shareholders, whoever they are. They need to show some responsibility. Remember when America had the Great Recession and all the, the car companies went to the government because they, they were going to crash and they were going to fail. <clears throat> At the end of the day, they saw it that they had to pay back that money. Obama and them were able to work it out that they saved those companies that were too big to fail. But at the end of the day, they had to put money back into the treasury because that is taxpayers' money. That has never been done in Antigua. So I don't, it's a, it's a win on, in some regards for the customers and the, the, and the, 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 the job, the, job mm-hmm. the, the, the people who had jobs, the right. tellers and so on. But I believe that it didn't stop there. And the law is that the buck stops with the shareholders. Okay. And they have completely let those people off, I think his friend and company, and we get stuck with the bill. All right. So point, it's not a complete success. Po- point taken. What about the WEOC transaction? The purchase of the majority of shares in West Indies Oil Company, including the acquisition of 130 acres of prime real estate for $30 million, utilizing a bridging loan. Uh, they consider that to be their second most They paid $30 million for purchasing WEOC? That's I don't remember that being the reality. I remember they gave the Chinaman hundred and something passports and they didn't exchange cash. They bartered our passport, our citizenship, mm. like if it was a breadfruit you're buying down in the market. That's what they did. That is another section where I find is a blatant lie because they did not give cash. They gave the Chinaman passports yeah. as a commodity to compensate him. Or whatever. Well, I haven't heard that specific allegation made, um, but uh, as far as that transaction is concerned, they did re- access financing to purchase the shares from the Rappaport family uh, for West Indies Oil Company, and uh, the government still retains, and they get dividends from the acquisition in the, the, the access to our citizenship. Okay. To pay for okay. So they all right. So and you're referring to the um, Fancy Bridge principle. Yeah. that we were discussing yesterday with Max Hurst. So, so there was some trade-off there. Right? That's yeah, there, there, was, there was a trade-off. But the government, did, the government did inject money into this enterprise, no? I wouldn't be surprised they injected some. Mm-hmm. But you can see at the end of the day, if they're going to say, say that is such a success that they gave up a hundred and something passports to this Chinaman to have this, this um, ownership in this company and, and keep, it, <laughs> keep it running smoothly, mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, 2019, just what a month ago, we hear that we have to have new passports with the chip in it. The reality is, is that somebody has our passport out there that they know shouldn't have it. And now they're telling all of us to go and get new passports so that they don't have to go and cancel that person's passport or make it public or, or the media will be aware of who, they, who actually doesn't, isn't supposed to have it. That they went and say, okay then, the easier thing is calling all the passwords 
And when he comes, he's not going to get another passport with the chip. Okay. What are your thoughts on Namco? Namco? Yes. I don't really have any thoughts on Namco because I don't think it's, 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 it's touted as something that is supposed to be doing some good. I think that is a bailout for friend and company. That's another bailout. That's what it is. And it was saddled by the taxpayers again of Antigua and Barbuda. So you don't think Namco is a good thing? I don't think, I don't, I don't know what it really is. I, I know it was a bailout for, for friend and company. Now it could turn into a good thing and then it could turn into a bad thing. But right now I just want to know, we are bailing out this bank. Right? What are we getting in return? What bank are you referring to? We remember the the, the bailout the, the the bank for the Brian Stewart Young. Oh, okay. Well, careful with the name calling on the no, show. No, it's the truth. Well, all right. Anyway, this is Observer Radio. Your voice counts. Your questions are answered. This is Observer AM. Seven thirty in Antigua and Barbuda. We're having a chat with Veerbird the Third from the Antigua Barbuda True Labour Party. And uh, just a little clarification there. At least some information coming to hand from um, the, someone who was involved in the Fancy Bridge Prime Minister, right? Uh, the Fancy Bridge citizenship deal was for a separate loan of fifteen million US dollars. It had nothing to do with the purchase of Weark. So he is stating that uh, to correct the record. And yes, I'm calling him a liar. You're calling him a liar. Yes. Okay. Do you have evidence to the contrary? No, I'm calling him a liar. Because he bought you everything. He said that, mm. and I'm saying something else. Okay. When, when did he become the truthful one? All right. Well, he hasn't I, bought any evidence. He just WhatsApped you. Well, I tell you, well, I tell you what. Mm-hmm. We'll have that discussion another time because but I, don't, yeah, I don't want observe immediately yeah, a lawsuit. I'm leaving him as a liar. All right. Income tax. Yeah. Do you agree with the government's position on income tax? The Labour Party is philosophically opposed to the imposition of income tax. They've campaigned on it several times. They did it in 1970, whenever, before some of us were born. And they've done it. Six, right, 77, yeah. Correct. And uh, they've done it again here in, uh, in, in this, certainly this current term. Do you consider that a, an accomplishment? Do you consider that a positive development? Well, the, 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 the Labour Party, since our existence, we've mm-hmm. always said that the true Labour Party that we would also get rid of the income tax. I don't Why? think it is necessary. I believe that um, islands, the way we, it, was, it was thought about back in the 70s was that we would be able to attract more investors, people coming in here and knowing that they could put their money into Antigua and Barbara mm-hmm. and not pay heavy taxes. Right? So it's one of the things as a 108 square mile island that would attract people. So you're of that school of thought? Well, it has to change because the world has changed since then. You see, now you remember they used to say that you, um, this tax... Um, tax avoidance and tax evasion and mm. one is a crime and what it seems like they're going after everybody right now even when you're trying to avoid taxes they're going after you so i don't think that same principle that they had back in 77 <laughs> really applies anymore okay. and that is recent happenings right now with what? the americans and them fighting so what much what the they want to get the there with the americans fighting so many wars they mm-hmm. want to get money into their coffers so they're going out even when you're uh avoiding ta- paying heavy taxes. They're mm-hmm. going after whatever jurisdiction. So there's very few tax havens in the world today. So that policy is not going to work. In regards to PIT, I think it's a good idea, but I do believe that the Prime Minister started there, but I believe with all the, the, the things that he wants to do, 
there's going to be another tax. It's the same thing. You're going to pay more taxes, but with a different name. It's not going to be PIT because remember he wants to have uh, he wanted to have a CCJ last year. Then he wants to have purchase Liat. Then he want I hear you say he wanted to purchase Digicel also, and he's he he, he has a lot of likings for things, and he wants to purchase Liat also. So. All these things cost money. Where you is it coming from? support this decision, though, to Pardon. purchase Barbados shares in Liat? I support a decision to keep people employed. But you have to remember, I came home in Antigua August 2002, right? By September 2002, I traveled to St. Kitts. I was hanging out with my boys from Cedar Grove and Connery, mm. right? They asked me to give them the money for the ticket. They went to pressure. It was $222 to travel round trip. From no. Antigua to thing. That's not going to happen now. Where was Mr. Brown when a foreign company, Caribbean Star Airlines, came into Antigua and was competing with the indigenous product? I didn't hear him talking about um, Liat was such an important part of regional integration back then. All of them were doing well. They're living high on the hog. But at the end of the day, what they allowed was a foreign entity to come into Antigua to challenge their indigenous airline. <coughs> Remember at the end of the day, no. Caribbean Star wasn't even making a profit. They were so keen on undercutting Liat that they couldn't even make a profit. So Liat was in a bad state. I didn't hear all of this regional integration and we need to keep Liat and Liat is so important because they were all living high on the hog. All of a sudden, they wake up and smell the coffee, you know? They were responsible. The Prime Minister and the rest of them are responsible for the situation while Liat is in such a bad situation. They let so R. Allen Stanford destroy So you think this is a problem of their own making? This is a problem of their own making. Okay. Where was Mr. Brown back when Karen Starr was giving us round tri- tickets to St. Kitts for $222? Because Liat couldn't compete. But Liat was our own indigenous airline <laughs> and we have to keep it alive. We have to do everything. All of a sudden, now you wake up and smell the coffee. He didn't see that happening. But all of them were living high on the hog. They're smiling and grinning up in the face of R. Allen Stanford. We have a culture right here where when we mess up our finances, we always look to some white person. You see, Mike, we need a, a white hope to come in and save us. And they were grinning, Lester and Malwin and Robin were grinning up with Stanford. Everything was so good while their own product was dying. And now they, the, 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 it, it comes to the attention so something is wrong. So you the jobs need saving. So yes. do you support the government's move to purchase the shares from Barbados? No. You don't? No, I don't. So then how do we resolve the Liat issue? I don't know how they're going to resolve it, right? Mm. But if you had the shares... What's the alternative? And then you give back the shares, mm. and then you want to buy the shares, then they bring in Stanford to to go and compete with it, and now you're saying it's the most important thing. Okay. What the bottom line is, Mm. do we have the money? I don't think so. I believe at the end of the day, you said they got rid the of the government's pit. chief of staff. I believe at the end of the day, the government's chief of staff says that they they signed an MOU with some financier. He didn't some financier, say, yeah. He didn't say who it was. It's called a great white hope. That's well, it. Somebody well, coming well, to save to them be again. Fair, we don't know that. No, we no, no. It's a great. It's a great white hope. They have a history of looking for the great white hope. Like Ah uh, Alan Sam, he's not a millionaire. He's a multi-billionaire. Do you remember Lester Bird saying so? He's not a millionaire. He's not. He's a billionaire, and he's coming in here to save us once again. Okay. You understand? I don't know because I don't know what the finances are. But what I'm saying, like you said, Pitt is a success. We're going to have more taxes than Tegan Barbrida by, by a different name. No, it's I not d- going to be Pitt. I didn't say PIT was a success. No, well, that's, but what, that, that's what they're saying, right? Okay. What you read, what you right. read. Mm. And what I am saying is we're going to be taxed. Mm. A different name, but it's going to be just as bad and even worse than paying personal income tax. The housing project. 
500 homes in 500 days. I mean, the government conceded, all right, we haven't been able to generate the 500 homes, but at least we've done more homes than any other government in the history of Antigua and Barbuda. That's an assertion that the government's chief of staff made up as recently as yesterday. Do you think that that's something that they should celebrate? No. No? Could you promise the people 500 homes in 500 days? If you say you're going to do something, you do it. Well, he gave his and then you come I'm and you apologize. Sure you the no, I don't really listen to Max. Max says I, I, I probably bring up my, my, my breakfast if I listen okay. to that man speak. Right. Family know. show, my yeah. friend. Mm. Yeah, I can't, I can't. So you don't think that this is something? Uh, Forty-eight homes in Dredge Bay, ninety homes in Painters, with an additional seventy under construction, and the national housing continuing to employ three hundred and fifty workers. Uh, who are constructing an additional 150 homes in Denfields, and apparently the Chinese are also chipping in with 300 homes. So the great white see, hope, or the great yellow hope, I suppose, in that situation. Well, let's not. Let's try to be nice. All right. I let's am being nice. Be nice. Well, let's try to be nice. All right. Let's move swiftly. So you no, no, so that you is think, So you don't think that they deserve any credit for any of these homes? They deserve for attempting it. Okay. But if you tell people in your manifest and you're still toting like you have achieved it, how are you going to tote something that you haven't achieved? They, they, said, they've, they've, they said the hurricanes and the other government buildings that needed repair, resources had to be diverted. Those are the explanations Darren, that we got from the chief 500 days came in be way before Irma I'm just, and Maria. I take your point. I'm just 500 you days came in it. way before that. Irma and Maria was 2018. Mm -hmm. They promised that 2014. So that is four years they had potentially before they got in there on the 12th of June. The hurricanes were September 2018. But the problem with the finances <coughs> is that they love the, the Labour Party's reputation of finances. Is they love to rob from Peter to pay Paul, right? If they have two dollars mm -hmm. and they're doing well, Peter is doing well. <laughs> they'll still take away one dollar to go and give it to Paul, and neither of them are doing will do all right after that. So I believe that they will rob from some statutory body or, or, or some organization to get that money to pay for Liat. But then that statutory body is going to be catching hell financially. And then they're not going to have the money to keep Liat afloat, although they have the shares now. So nobody's going to do any better. The finances are not sound. What about infrastructure? Let's talk about infrastructure. They think that they've done uh, commendably on infrastructure. No, what are your, what is absolutely your not. On their I drove on Fraser Road yesterday, and all I want to know if they're going to have a state funeral or official funeral for Fraser Road. I've never seen something so disgusting. You saw those, there is there's a danger in those over those high manholes above ground that somebody could drive into the, one of those the, things. The carriageway is going to be raised to the level of the manholes. That's what the engineers tell me. Yeah, well, um, I saw that flooding right there outside cemetery going towards um, uh, Woods mm -hmm. Mall when we had the rains about three weeks ago. And I'm not believing these engineers. Leave it to the colonials. They did better. Um, sidewalks and pavements and roads give them give jack his jacket because our engineers or whatever the bahamian company that came in that's supposed to be doing the road the waste of time all right so as far as infrastructure goes you give them a failing grade yeah of course man i mean i, I my, my car needs some shocks mm. all right i suspect you're not the only one all right what about electricity and water they have uh, improved the water supply, uh, the, at least uh, in terms of the reverse osmosis alternatives, um, to deal with our drought situation, our perennial drought situation. You think they deserve no. some credit there? No, no, that water, I, I am the... Um, Is there anything other than the plastic bags you think they deserve credit for? I didn't want to give them credit for the plastic bags. But you did. That's so right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to get cockle boiled. That's the only reason. <laughs> 
You said it. You got me. You got me on that. No, the water situation, I am the caterer for my party in St. John's Rural South. People on Tinder Road, people do not have water for weeks up to now. Right? Mm -hmm. And you go from that here from Rage Range going west all the way down to Rural West into Grace Farm. They don't have water for weeks. I had a guy who was um, changing a desk for me in my office, right? And he was uh, taking it out and putting it back on assembly. And he, um, you know, he, I said, well, what happened to you? Jati, what's going on? Oh, you know, water. Water's on now. So um, I'll come back later because I want to put some clothes on the line, wash some clothes and put them on the line. So people actually in that constituency, when water is on, they will actually not go to work or come home early, leave work early so that they can take advantage of having water in their house. That is the reality. That is what I want Max Russ and Gaston Brown to talk about. The reality, not the, we have more water now than in the past. Because you're telling somebody in rural South, oh, there's more water running in the pipes, but it's not running in your pipes, so you're supposed to go to bed well at night. You can't wash your skin or you have to throw a bucket over your, over your back. That's nonsense. What do you think the government's priorities should be for its remaining period in office? I believe personally that the, the, the Prime Minister is like a, a child in a candy shop. He wants to eat all the candy in one gulp. You need to take three or four areas that you have to excel at. What do you think those four areas should be? Well, I believe, first of all, it's not something physical, but it's something the way the, the, the leadership style. I believe that Antigua needs to be more socially cohesive. And I don't believe we're going to go anywhere because I believe they have practiced the policy of divide and rule. And if you don't have a cohesive society, all these projects and buying Liat and becoming the economic powerhouse, it's just talk. Okay. It's just talk. All right. So the four projects, can you think of four? Well, quickly. What I would like to mm. do, first of all, mm -hmm. and what we have been saying mm -hmm. is that we wanted to start the legal marijuana industry. Well, they're I remember. On that. They're well, the, yeah, on. yeah, it's late now. Mm -hmm. We said so in our 2014. Everybody in the islands are doing that. Everybody in the world is doing that now. If you didn't get in there early, because it's only 108 square miles, we don't have the landmass mm -hmm. to compete with Jamaica or 95% so of that. Pardon me? So then what are they to do? They're doing something. At least they're trying to do something. No, they should, have started, something. they should have started five years or too little. Too late. 108 square mile cannot produce. Okay. So my and let's go back to my question. What should they? What should they prioritize? Well, should one they of the abandon marijuana one of the things that one. No, no, I'm saying go ahead, but I'm saying it's not going to be as profitable okay. as it could have been. Okay. So what's number two? Well, one of the things that you laughed at, at us five years ago was when we said we wanted to create um, a um, light manufacturing industry. I don't know if I laughed. Yes, at you, my friend, we talked about the toilet mm. paper. We talk about the cleaning products, and you had it on your radio station as a big joke. Okay. Right? And you thought toilet paper What's was a joke. So light but right now, they are going to do it right now. Something okay. that we came about five three? years we, ago. We have to go very soon. Yes. What's number three? Number three? Yes. I would really consider, right, mm -hmm. that they, one of the things they need to do is to also move the, the defense force mm -hmm. from Crabs Peninsula. Okay. Right? Why? I do not believe that you have a defense force halfway out in the peninsula where if something happens in Antigua and Barbuda, how are they going to get into the capital? The Defence Force is not at um, just south, north of the airport? They have the, one of the bases at Crabs and so oh, they have okay. one up at the Camp Blizzard. Okay. Right? Back in the day, they used to be on 
in town. by the botanical gardens, right? Right. right. The situation. So with that's the, number three. The right. Force relocated. Right. Closer to but, the people. Yeah, What's I wanted to four? get into more detail. I know. With but we that don't have one. Time. What's number four? Well, I can't, I'm, huh? I'm, I'm getting on number three. I haven't even oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but the time, you know, observer. I, I wanted to get into what I was. All I was right. getting now with the I'll defense force. I'll see if we can come back after. Yeah, there was a purpose for moving defense force. But we got. But we got to move. We got to move because we have to accommodate the second morning edition of the big stories here on Observer Radio. It's two minutes after eight o'clock in Antigua and Barbuda. This is Observer AM. My name is Darren Matthew Ward. We're actually going to continue or conclude our discussion with Weber III. I think he, uh, in all fairness, gave him an opportunity to make his uh, final uh, points and also to give the listeners some idea of what the True Labour Party is going to be doing, uh, certainly for this period and into the next general elections, because they're presenting themselves as an alternative government and the people of this country need to know uh, what their plans are. Weber III. Yes, I'm still here. Some of the reaction that we got during the news break was, what is Weber III talking about? Having the military brought back into town. Uh, I, I think that you may not have had an opportunity to develop the point, so we've extended that opportunity for you to develop the point because uh, I, I yeah. think I see where you're going with it Yes. Um, in terms of uh, being able to utilize the military for civilian purposes. Right, right. Um, I don't know if um, the thing is aware that the, the, the military doesn't only just Fine. fire guns mm. there's the army corps of engineers the civil side mm -hmm. right when i said bring the military back in i don't know if we have a corps of engineers no i don't know what the term is but right. they do have mm. the civil side i know these guys do exist with trainings other than just shooting rifles yes. and, and dropping bombs mm -hmm. but what i was trying to to emphasize is that we have command and control in the military a lot of the things that happen in saint john's and so on with the botanical garden i believe that the military the civil engineers could assist the government in making the botanical garden a better place. Mm. We also have that little park over in Ovals. I believe the civil engineers have a part to play in our society because it's not just about defending our borders and, and preventing a coup or preventing an invasion, but they have these core of engineers mm. which can play a part in our society. Um, they have the command and control, and I believe that we should grow these divisions or these cores of engineers. Mm -hmm. We had a plan in our manifesto 2014 where we'll have volunteers from the schools and they will sign up to join these organizations for two years and it will be compulsory at some point in time. And the whole idea was that when I said the military in town, I'm talking about the civil engineers to help beautify this St. John's. Okay, so it's they can in, still fire their shots at the range of Yeah, but as, as but mentioned, you're talking about the civilian applications. Right. As, as, as I mentioned to you in, in World War II, it's only about 18% of the soldiers are on the front line. The rest, 80% are the ones who are civil engineers. They're feeding the army, they're clothing the army, they're cleaning up after whatever mm -hmm. battle, whatever. They need civil people to help the army. Do you know how many civil engineers we may have in our army? And that is why I said you mm -hmm. grow the core. Okay. And that is one of the, 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 the things I believe the government has <laughs> fallen down on. Okay. I believe it is an arm of the state that has not been utilized to benefit our society. Right? Okay. If you have the command and control in place already, why are you going to continue to pay people to do work where you have an organization that can manage these jobs? Beautify our park, beautify St. John's, especially the botanical gardens. That used to be a very beautiful botanical garden when I was a little boy. And I believe that, as I said, the government right now is robbing Peter to pay Paul. Mm -hmm. Right? If you have the army, 
which have these group of people with these skills. They're people who can help to design the park better, help to plant the beautiful fauna and flora. Let us utilize them because we do not have the money to pay big bucks to do these jobs. And usually when the government pays people to do them, it ends up to be a complete mess. So that is what I, I just want mm. to emphasize to people of Antigua okay. and Barbuda. Armies don't just exist to fire shots. They also have civil side where they build bridges, they, they're able to grow their own food, they have capabilities outside of fire a, a, a gun. Okay. Right. So that was point number three. Yes. Um, the first one, well, you spoke about light industries. That was oh, I don't even remember the points. I'm confused now. I don't even know about four. Light industries was one. Light industries, marijuana, I think I mentioned. Was one. And then and the, the use of force. utilizing the defense so was better. So what's number four? I don't remember, to be honest. I don't remember. <laughs> no, I came, I came in with this one to clarify this one. I don't remember what was okay. going on. I'll be honest with you. Mm. Catch me on the next time with that one when okay. I remember it. The Antigua Barbuda True Labor Party. True Labor, yeah. I noticed that you're wearing a T-shirt with your grandfather, the oh, yeah. father of the nation. Yeah. A legend Let's, lived on. Lives yes, on. Lives on. Do you think that you're living out the legacy of Vera Cornwallbird? I have to be. He gave me his name, so I must be living out his legacy. It's not my mother and father gave me my name now. Barbuda gave me my name. They thought I was going to be a girl. Mm. So he said, okay, well, you all had girl names <laughs> for this one here. Mm. Too bad. Mm. I'll give him a name. How do you think that the true Labour Party can be the vehicle through which his dreams and his, gen his legacy can be carried out in Antigua and Barbuda? Well, I heard on a program sometime, Observer mm. on Sunday, one of the programs that they were saying, no, we're more personality-based politics more than... Um, ideology and philosophy mm -hmm. well that is what we took from what was there in a lp they don't need the philosophy of the 39ers anymore that is where we so are you different. think the current labor party I, I i suspect it won't surprise all listeners to hear this mm -hmm. so you don't think that the current barbuda labor anti-barbuda labor party mm -hmm. is carrying out the legacy of no 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 i'm not gonna say you're rolling in his grave or anything like that that's mm -hmm. a that's a cliche phrase i don't know what papa bird is doing in his grave mm -hmm. i am not into speaking with dead people but all i know the philosophy is that i grew up with as a child with um, papa bird at friesel and my mother and, and, and my father yes. they have far strayed from those parts it was always about the poor people the man the average man in the street but the they still have people. the labor party they say those words would support listen the situation mm -hmm. is you may have support you know mm -hmm. and even satan has his supporters so even as bad as you are there are demons that still support satan Right? But what we are saying is that what they think they're getting out of that organization is not half, not a quarter, people are smart, not a tenth. The third. Don't you think that people are, you know, especially now, more of us are becoming more educated, uh, more widely traveled. We are aware of when we're being taken for a ride. We are cognizant of when we're being taken for a no, ride. No, I don't believe Do, so. You don't, I don't think so? I don't, I don't believe because you're so educated. You you. So you think that the Labour Party supporters are just sheep following along because their parents are... For, supported the party and they're just doing I it believe, I believe it's a mixture of what you said mm -hmm. and other things. I Such believe as. one thing is self-interest. I believe a lot of them will believe that if they keep their, their mouth shut and to the party line, even though they're going to bed, can't sleep at night because their, their conscience is bothering them, mm -hmm. that if they keep their mouth shut, they get a couple of dollars in their pocket. I believe there are some who tell me, oh, we're remaining loyal to the party. But what I am saying, I am not loyal to any party that isn't loyal to the people of Antigua and Barbuda and the grassroots people. Right? What I am loyal to is the teachings of my grandfather 
and the way I know it used to be, and the philosophies handed down by the 39ers, and what I saw as a young child in Antigua and Barbuda. If you're saying Gaston Brown is the best thing since sliced bread, then God be with you. You go down that path, but we know is it, is we it, can do better. Do you think your message is resonating? I believe it is. Okay. I believe it is resonating, but I said, people, I don't know, the, the, the poor man seems to, to think that every five years they get the job to drive up and down and deliver a couple of paraphernalia at election time and they get the ham and turkey, <clears throat> that that is an economical advantage to them. I didn't see that until I was in opposition in a third party, that people say they're not going to vote for you because every five years, it's like Christmas. Mm. Every year a child knows, oh, I have to behave good because I'm going to get this as a Christmas gift. Mm. A lot of people who think mm. that every five years they're getting ham and turkey and going to get a little money to put up paraphernalia and billboards. It's a reality. Many people believe that Gaston Brown will not be removed unless all the opposition forces come together. And I'm referring to the United Progressive Party, the DNA, True Labour, Green, whoever. Are you prepared to form an alliance with other opposition parties? We've with always the sole said objective? we have always said that. Okay. I don't believe it should be the sole objective. Okay. The sole objective has got to be the betterment of Antigua and Barbuda people, especially the grassroots people, which my grandfather and father fought for, and my mother too, which nobody what knows as be, much. Then. What would be your price? We have to go. I don't have any price. Just look, do good to the Antigua Barbie people. I am a lawyer, 18 years experience. I'll be all right, some way, somehow. I don't have to bend my principles to get a job or become an ambassador. And, and that sort of stuff doesn't impress, impress me. Okay. What are your thoughts of the Prime Minister as, I, a, as a leader? As a leader? Not a very good one. But I believe that he is able to, to play on people's weaknesses and keep Lester quiet by giving him all these honors and so on. Lester just up there with the nonsense that is going on and ruining the legacy of his father. Mm. He's just up in blue walls, tucked with his tail between his legs, well, keeping well, quiet. In, in all fairness, your uncle is quite older. So. Older. My, my, my grandfather was even older, and he was still more active. Okay. All right. Okay? Tell you what. We'll leave the discussion So get up Uncle Lester, man. Speak up and, and speak out about wrong. Weber the third. thank you so much for oh, joining welcome. us in studio. All thank right? you so much. Take best. good care. All right.